is God's country. Yes, it is. Welcome to the broadcast. My name is Pastor Todd Coconut. I want to welcome you to this Sunday broadcast where we do believe, in fact, it is God's country. And we are fighting for God's country. We're fighting for the United States of America. We're fighting for our liberty, our religious liberty, our freedom. We believe that the founders said, in fact, you know, we'll give you a republic if you can keep it. And why is a pastor getting involved, you say? Why is it? Well, why wouldn't I get involved? See, the whole thing is, is that people are saying this thing is political. It's not political. It's spiritual, spiritual in nature. And that's why we've got to make sure that we stand you know, history tends to repeat itself, you know, and uh, I will tell you this, um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was fighting out there in Nazi Germany. He was sounding the alarm and very few people responded. He ended up giving his life. Now, of course, ultimately, World War II was won by the Allies, but that man stood his ground and was a watchman on the wall and was sounding the alarm. And the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So now we're seeing history repeating itself here in the United States of America, that shining city on a hill that Reagan was talking about, the nation that was literally founded on Christian principles, that was literally founded on our, our beliefs and, and, and what the Lord God told the founders to do in giving us a nation. See, Israel was chosen by God. America chose God. And so I believe this nation is at a pivotal crossroads moment. Do you believe that? We're at a pivotal crossroads moment. And I believe that God wants to respond to the prayers of the righteous. That's what he does. It says the faithful fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. But the deal is we've got to pray. We've got to fast. We've got to call upon the name of the Lord in this critical juncture in our history. And so I think God is bringing back the black robe regiment. I think he's bringing back people that are willing to stand, not people that are going to back down, not people that are going to cave or capitulate or grow weary in doing good or give up or give in, but people that are willing to stand and say, not on my watch. You're not going to take this country. You're not going to take our religious liberties and freedoms. You're not going to take away what we were able to, to, to have as a generation growing up from our children and our grandchildren, not on our watch. And so this is a hill that I'm willing to die on. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. I'm so thankful that you're here. I like to call this show the remnant because that's what we are. We're a remnant. But as my friend, Pastor Mario Murillo is saying, this remnant is getting so big I don't know if we can call us a remnant anymore. We've, we've been the silent majority, silent no more. We've got to speak out. We've got to speak truth. It's the truth that sets the captive free, amen? The truth that sets the captive free. So we've got to call a spade a spade. Let's get into some of the issues in our society right now. First of all, they're trying to say there's, there's 68 genders. No, there's not. There's not 68 genders. Now, these are the same people that try to say, Trust the science, right? Trust the science. But yet, for some reason, they're trying to shove down 68 different genders on our children. And really, the scientists will say, actually, no, there's just an X and a Y chromosome, too. And some people argue with me and they say, well, how about hermaphrodites? Well, look, I'll give you that. But you know what? There's a man and a woman. That's what the Bible said. There's a man and a woman. There's an X or a Y chromosome. Trust the science. How about that? On that. Because for whatever reason... It's trust the science, trust the science, my body, my choice, but not when it comes to jabs, you know, that they're trying to shove down your throat, tell you you can't work at your job anymore. And so where are the, where's the pulpit? Where's the people talking about these things? Man and a wife, man and a wife, marriage. That's what it is, the definition. It's been changed. Why are they changing the definition of marriage? Who said they can change the definition? Why would they change the definition? 
These are these are not political issues, my friends. Abortion. Abortion is the is the the killing of the innocent. The Bible says even the rocks will cry out. It's the murder of our most innocent societal members. And yet for a long time, unfortunately, very, very long time, not many preachers, not many pulpits are talking about the greatest genocide in the history of the world. I think that I think there's like up to like 64 million or something babies that have been killed. In, in New York City, do you know, you can look this up, more African-American babies are killed on an annual basis than, than are born. And, and, and do you remember Margaret Sanger, the, the founder of Planned Parenthood that was a known eugenist? I mean, this is a woman that, that didn't like African-American babies. And isn't it, isn't it just convenient that there's like an abortion uh, you know, clinic close to all the minority communities? And in New York City, there's more babies murdered that are African-American than are born. We've got to stop this, friends. And I believe that we're on the cusp. We're at a, 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 an amazing apex moment in history here. We're on the cusp of seeing breakthrough. And, and Roe v. Wade, I believe, is going to be overturned. It could be overturned this week or next week. I mean, it's coming real quick. And so we have to pray and fast and call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And, and we've got to pray for our country. And now is the time. Now is the time to stand up. Now is the time to pray. Now is the time to fast. This is not a time to say, oh, let me put my head down or let me stay on my couch. We got to get in the game, ladies and gentlemen. We got to get in the game. And, and, and I'm just going to be real. You know, the pastors that closed down their churches for months and months and months, some of them are still closed today. Can you imagine that? How ridiculous is that when the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren. It says, lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed in the name of Jesus. We have all the tools in our toolbox to do these things. In fact, the Bible even says that we're going to be able to do the things that Jesus did in his ministry when he was fully God and fully man and even greater things. Can you imagine that? I was just on a beach in Myrtle Beach with hundreds of people that were getting baptized right there on the beach. We were laying hands on people on the beach. They were getting delivered on the beach. I'm not even joking. This was happening just like a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that. I mean, I, I saw on the beaches of Oregon, on the, on the beaches of New York, and the beaches of Los Angeles, we've been baptizing people, having worship services. Listen, friends, America is not done. I know there's a lot of people that are saying, well, Pastor Todd, just get them prepared for the end times. That's it. Just get them prepared. And listen, I'm a prepper. I got storable food. In fact, you can go to remnantfood.com, remnantfood.com, and get storable food and help this broadcast. But the whole thing is like, you know, I'm a prepper, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, how can we be prepared if we're not spiritually prepared? The Bible says, literally, it says, do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. I've seen so many people walking around in fear this last year or so. Think, think about it. How many people have you seen that are just so full of fear. But yet the Bible says, what place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. It says he's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. So how is it then that we're walking around with this fear? In fact, the Bible even says, do not worry. What good will worrying do you? So this is our time. Listen, it's no mistake, child of God. If you're listening to this broadcast right now, it's not a mistake. God led you here this morning. He led you here this afternoon. He led you here. To, to, to share the truth to you. And it's not about me. It's not about a name. It's not about a ministry. It's about what God wants to do in our lives. He says, my sheep hear my voice. He says, those who seek me shall find me. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. 
God is revealing himself in a powerful way to you in this season. And I believe we're meant to go deeper. We're meant to spend time in the secret place of the Most High and go deeper and get empowered by the Holy Spirit to then go out. You know, there's a word in the Greek. I love quoting this word. The word is ekbalo. You know what it means? It means to go out, to cast out, and to drive out. To go out, to cast out, and to drive out. How powerful is that? When a Christian walks in the room, we are literally able to go out there, because that's what the Great Commission is, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them the ways of the Word of God. Go out. And then we cast out. Then we cast out. Think about that. We're not only just going out, but we're casting out. We're driving out. That's what needs to happen in America. The Bible says that he's given us authority to pull down the strongholds. To pull down the strongholds. That's what we got to do. If we don't believe in deliverance, if we don't believe that we have the ability to do what Jesus did when he was in his ministry here on earth as fully God and fully man, how are we going to accomplish what we need to do? God has given us the keys. He says, pull down the strongholds. He says, you're able in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit to bind and loose. We've got to start binding and loosing. So back to Akbalo, go out, cast out, drive out. Go out, cast out. We got to get these demons cast out, ladies and gentlemen. There's a demonic attack on America. That's what the whole gender thing is. That's what the whole CRT thing is. It's demonic. And from our pulpits, we've got to not be afraid to speak about what they would deem political, but I'm saying it's not political. It's spiritual. It's a spiritual problem that America has. America has a spiritual problem. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We have the answer. His name is Jesus Christ. The word of God. The Bible says that, that those who hear the word, listen, faith comes from hearing, hearing from what? The word of God. If you listen to the word of God, you're gonna have faith. You're going to be able to go deeper in Jesus Christ. How cool is that? So that's what we've got to do. We've got to call upon the name of the Lord. We've got to get in the secret place. We've got to go to what I call the war room. And now is our greatest. I mean, this is literally the church's greatest hour. It's the best of times and the worst of times at the same time. We are equipped. We were made for a time as this, literally. And here we are. What are we going to do with it, right? So listen, I'm going to be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. You're listening here on an amazing network, an amazing network, which is Real Talk. And uh, we are just excited as ever to be here on this broadcast today. And we are not done. God is not done. And so we'll be right back the Todd Coconato Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you back to the broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. We're so thankful that you're tuning in on this Sunday. It's a beautiful day. This is God's country. We've got to stand for it, and we can't give up. We can't back down. We can't grow weary in doing good. We've got to stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in a future. And that's, that's the truth, ladies and gentlemen, hope in a future. The promise is yes and amen. And I hold to those very carefully. I remember when anybody tries to attack me, you know, the devil tries to hit us with a barrage. You ever notice that he doesn't come to the front door with like a, with a red outfit and horns on, okay? He doesn't do that. He comes as a beautiful angel of light. He comes uh, really trying to, you know, uh, just deceive us 
And a lot of times, especially if you're what I call a remnant believer, which I think you are, those that are listening to this broadcast, but here's the thing is, is that he, he tries to hit us with a barrage. So it's not just like one thing at a time. It's like three things at a time or four things at a time because he wants us to feel overwhelmed. And, and what I've learned over the years is instead of getting overwhelmed, we've got to just uh, literally take each and every situation as an individual situation. You can't sit there and be overwhelmed because that's what the, if, if he can keep us overwhelmed, if he can keep us feeling like we're oppressed or depressed or we, we're, there's no way we can win, then that that he's he served his purpose. That's what he is trying to accomplish with the demonic and with with his plans. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail. The Bible says no weapon formed against you or I shall prosper. In fact, it says we're more than conquerors, not just conquerors, more than conquerors. And so what I like to teach is is that we are not victims in Jesus Christ. We're victors. We're victorious. We're not victims. But a lot of us have a victim mentality. Why is that? Well, you know, if you listen to the fake news media, I call them the modern day prophets of Baal. I mean, literally, that's what they are. They're liars. And they, and they just literally lie to us. And a lot of people have bought into their lies, unfortunately. And so that's causing a lot of people to walk around with their heads down or they feel like they, 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 you know, they've already lost. That's why they say, Pastor Todd, just prepare them for the end times. That's it. We're done. No, because look, I'm still on the radio right now. Can you hear me on the podcast on the radio? You can hear me. I'm speaking truth. I don't have some communist agent over my shoulder saying, you can't say that. Now, they'll try to censor me on social media. Oh, yeah, they'll do that. Thank God for Real Talk Radio. Thank God for the Ellis's. Thank God for people that are willing to stand and that are, that are finding alternative means to get this information to you. But the good news is we're not done yet. And I believe that we're on the winning team. In fact, Satan is a fallen archangel. God is the God of heaven and earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one who sits on the throne. He's never stepped down from that throne. He is not a loser. He's the winner. He's the creator of all things. Heaven and earth. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. That's why the word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We don't need to try to be relevant. We are relevant as Christians because we have the truth. That's what people are hungry for. Listen, I've been all around the country in recent months, okay, all around the country. You know, during the Trump 2020 campaign, I was out there. After the Trump 2020 campaign, we were out there fighting for election integrity, fighting for what happened in 2020, and we're still out there. I don't think I've even stopped. I think I've taken like one few days vacation in between the whole thing. I thought I was going to be done, you know, after the election. I thought, hey, you know, Trump's going to get his second term. And, and then all of a sudden, all the shenanigans happen. Everything happened. All the things they try to censor you and take down your social media account. If you even mention Ukraine's the new one, you can't mention Ukraine. You can't mention anything about COVID. You know, God forbid you bring forth truth. Thank God to the frontline doctors and all those that have been putting their careers on the line just to get you the truth. I mean, this is a real season of what I like to call lions and generals, the people that stood. And then there's the people that caved. And those churches, by the way, that I mentioned in the first segment that shut down, a lot of the people have left because they can't get behind those pastors anymore. That's why we have a broadcast like we do. That's why we started doing the Sunday service. We started doing it online because there's people all around the country that say, Pastor Todd, I'm looking for a remnant church. I, I can't find a remnant church. And so, you know, we first we tried to connect them with remnant churches, and then we realized there's whole communities all around that there really isn't a remnant church. Now, there are many remnant churches out there. And what do I mean by a remnant church? I just mean a church that's willing to teach the full counsel of God, the full Bible. 
I mean, who would have thought that would have been a crazy thing in this hour, but yet here we are. And that's how we got to where we are. See, that's the thing. The church could not have continued on in the direction we were going. Okay, the hyper grace movement. Okay, the fog machines, the skinny jeans and lattes. I know you guys are sick of it too. But yet that became the culture. And we got apathetic and complacent. And even when President Trump was in, thank God for President Trump. I love President Trump. But here's the thing. Even when President Trump was in, what did, the, what did the church do? For the most part, we wanted President Trump to fight the battles for us. And so to me, it's not a surprise that God allowed this time. Now, I believe I wrote a book on this called The Great Reprieve, Will We Choose Light or Darkness in 2020? And I think it's still very relevant. In fact, honestly, time just continues to basically make it that, the, you know, more and more as things come out, the book was exactly correct for the most part on everything we predicted. We knew these things were going to happen. President Trump knew these things were going to happen. Many of you knew these things were going to happen, yet here we are. So I believe that as much as, and I still think President Trump can get a second term, I believe many of the prophetic voices out there, many of them are my close friends that have given very hard prophetic words that have stood and not caved, and I think it's very possible that we could see two terms of President Trump. I believe that. I believe there's a mantle and anointing on his life. Actually, Newsweek wrote an article about me, and they, they took my words out of context in that article, by the way. Of course they did. But the thing is, is that I've always said, I believe there's an anointing on this man. And, and I'm telling you, we, we saw in person, I saw people laying hands on President Trump. Amazing, amazing things that happened. Praying for him. He, the, the access that Christians and pastors got during the Trump administration was amazing. I don't see anything of the sort whatsoever happening with Biden, the occupant. Nothing, nothing, okay? Nothing like that's happening. But here's the thing. Back to the point, okay? I think that God allowed this time, and just track with me for a second here, because we had to, we could not, as the church and the body of Christ, could not continue on with apathy, complacency, hyper-grace movement, uh, a bunch of motivational speakers, skinny jeans, lattes, fog machines, nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. And God bless those people. I'm not here to bash everybody, but I'm just saying we need lions and generals. We need people that are willing to stand the full counsel of God, not back down, not cave, not capitulate, understand the battle that we're in, have an urgency. My question is, where is the urgency? And as we're fighting for those babies and we're fighting for the, you know, the, the murder of the innocent to stop in our country so that literally, because think about the, the damnation and the judgment that our nation is under because of that horrible sinful act that we've literally not only did here in the United States, but we've also pushed it around the world in our, in our foreign policy. And so this, this, this moment of decision, this inflection point in period in time that we're in right now, I'm telling you, it's so important that Roe v. Wade gets overturned. I believe it's going to be literally a pivotal crossroads period where we start seeing a shift, but we need more people to rise up. We need more people. Listen, people are waking up in the droves. That's why they're censoring. That's why they're scared of preachers like me. They don't know what to do with me. They try, to, they try to come after me in every different direction. We've had so many crazy things in the last, I mean, you would not even believe it that my family and I have had to deal with. But you know what? It just shows me we're over the target because if you're not getting the flack, you're not over the target. But if you're getting the flack, you're over the target. So here's what I want to say to you, Christian, person of God that's willing to stand. I want to tell you something. God sees you, hears your prayers. God is with you. He's not going to forsake you. Keep standing. You're not alone. I know many of you feel like you're alone out there. You're not alone. You're not alone. There's many of us. There's millions of us. That's what I've noticed as I go around the country. That's what my friend Pastor Mario Murillo is talking about when he's saying we're not even really a remnant anymore because there's so many of us. But see, they want us to feel like we're alone. They want us to feel like we're not this massive group of people, but we are. So anyways, we're going to be back with a big segment. Stay tuned. This is Real Talk Radio. My name is Pastor Todd. We'll be right back.
This is Pastor Ty Coke, and I want to welcome you back to the broadcast here on Real Talk Radio. We're so thankful that you're here. I'm excited. Listen, as much as it seems like things are going crazy around us, I'm telling you, there's a lot of us. We're the majority, and they are scared, and they are running because they know we are the majority. And if the people of God stand up, see, here's the thing, is, is that the greatest fear of the enemy, of the deep state, of all these puppet masters and puppeteers and you know, the people behind the scenes, the Wizard of Oz, whatever you want to call them, their biggest fear is if we understand the power that we have as we the people. We the people of the United States in order to form more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense. We the people. We the people. And that is exactly what we need in the body of Christ. We need we the people. We need people of God to, to pull down the strongholds. Like I was talking about, Ekbalo, going out, casting out, driving out. But what I want to talk about in this segment, because we have a 14-minute a segment here. It's a good good segment. I want to get to the meat of things today, if you're listening. And I want to thank you for tuning in, by the way. And if you want to help us support this broadcast, you can go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, and put in the promo code REMNANT. It's R-E-M-N-A-N-T, REMNANT. Or you can put in R-M-N-T, either one. Remnant, put in the pro- promo code Remnant, you get up to 66% off of anything on my pillow. And Mike Lindell is a blessing and he helps us support this broadcast. But I, I just want to thank you for tuning in because I believe that God is going to do something today. And I want to free you of some things. Okay, can we do that? Can we walk through that for the next couple of minutes here? I want to free you of some baggage, some excess baggage that I think a lot of you are carrying around. Because what it is, it's the words of people. People have spoke things into your life. You'll never succeed You'll never make it. You know, you can't do any. What are you going to do? You know, you don't have a following. You don't have this. You don't have that. Just negative, 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 negative. And I'm going to tell you, a long time ago, I was a child actor in Hollywood, okay? And when I was eight years old, I started being an actor in Hollywood. And, and, and I think God allowed me to see the things that I saw out there. I was, I was an actor until about 16 years old. So for eight years, and I was a child actor. And then at about 16 years old, I told my parents, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, people I knew were getting molested. I didn't get molested, but people around me were getting molested. I saw, you know, things like the casting couch and all the things that they tell you are conspiracy, right? All the things that they tell you are conspiracy. And I saw it. And, and I'll tell you, the media never writes about those things with me because they know that I got the goods. They know I got the receipts. And so they just don't say anything about that. But listen, I, I'm telling you, God flipped this whole thing. I know their playbook. I know the devil's playbook. That's what led me to Jesus Christ. And I had an encounter with God. I had an encounter with God. So first of all, when I was saved, when I had this encounter, I was living a lifestyle of sin. I was caught up. I was messed up. I was in Hollywood. I was partying. I was doing drugs and alcohol and having a promiscuous lifestyle and the whole thing. I was making really good money, but I was totally, you know, in sin. Totally in sin. In fact, when I walked into the church for the first time, I thought I was going to get hit by a lightning bolt. So listen, I, I, you know, you hear me now. And you think, oh, this guy, he's holy, you know, he's, he's a pastor. But I just wanted to tell you, I'm no better than you, okay? That, so anybody that walks around holier than thou, or like they're better, the Bible actually says God is not a respecter of person. So that's all a bunch of nonsense, and we're going to just throw that out of this show. You're not going to hear that on this show. You're not going to see the whole celebrity Christian pastor thing and me flying around in private jets and all that stuff. You're not going to see that here, okay? Because that's, that's not what I'm about. The reason why I do this is because, and I just want you to know a little bit of my heart so that I can share this next thing with you. I had an encounter with God, okay? First of all, I got saved in Hawaii at a pastor's conference that my parents literally dragged me to at about 21 years of age. 
and they gave me a free trip to Hawaii. And I was living with my girlfriend at the time. I was totally messed up. Now, I had stopped doing acting at that point, but I was still hanging out with the Hollywood crowd, the young Hollywood crowd. I dated a couple of Disney girls. I'm telling you, crazy, right? And, uh, and so I saw the whole thing. And I stayed in that lifestyle, and I partied, and I literally would go to a club almost every night of the week, not just weekends. It was like my church. It was my community. And I would, I would party. I would party, and I would have you know the time of my life, so I thought, at night. And then I'd wake up the next day just feeling broken and miserable and depressed. And then I'd do it again because I was trying to fill a void. And so when I went out to this retreat in Hollywood that my pastors dragged me to, I mean, my parents dragged me to, I didn't think that I would, I, I, you know, I, I just went out there for the trip. I didn't know I was going to get saved. But God got a hold of me. I went to one service, and all of a sudden I felt something. I was sweating. I knew that there was something happening, and I, it was God that literally was so loving to, to share the power of his Holy Spirit. I can't really describe it. I had to walk outside because I was sweating, and I was so nervous, and I, I just knew I was having some kind of experience. I walked outside in this beautiful Descanso garden at the uh, convention center, in this Honolulu convention center, and I gave my heart. I got on my knees, and I gave my heart right then and there to Jesus Christ, and I felt the presence of the Most High God. Now, it doesn't stop there, okay? I go back home after this trip. On that trip, I reconciled with my father. I ended up going to a bunch of more meetings because I got saved. And so instead of having the trip that I thought I would have on the beach, I ended up spending most of the time in the service with all these pastors at this conference. And so it was a real encounter moment for me. Have you ever had an encounter? I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing. And so anyway, I get back home and I tell my girlfriend, I said, guess what? I got saved. And she looks at me like, what does that mean? I said, it means, well, you know, I don't think we're gonna be able to live together. And I'm, I'm basically changing my whole life. I'm not going to be able to party anymore. I'm not going to be, you know, and she, I'm sure she was like, well, what, that kind of stinks, you know? Like, why would you do that? But, but the thing is, I think she even got it later on. But here's the thing is, is that I, I did change my life. And then about two years into this thing, you know, I, it was hard for me to make Christian friends. It was really hard. I'd come from the party scene, the Hollywood scene. I was used to hanging out with a certain type of individual. And in church, it was like, I didn't like them. They didn't like me. Uh, you know, I would stand in the foyer and I would just wait to see if anybody would even talk to me. People would give me weird looks. I honestly didn't feel like I was that welcome. Other, only, only the greeters would really come and, and show me some love. You know what I'm saying? But I kept going because I knew that I had that encounter with God. And so, and so two years into this thing, this is the craziest part of it. And I go back to one of my old friends and I'm visiting here in Granada Hills, California. Okay, that's where I pastored for 17 years. But I was in Granada Hills, California and no joke, I, I go to this apartment complex and some guy, which I think he was on drugs or methamphetamine, runs out of an apartment. The door flings open and he's got a kitchen knife and he stabs me nine times, one in the heart. Now, here's the, you say, what? I know there's a lot of people gasping right now. Check this out. Then the guy that stabbed me a few seconds later realizes that he's going to murder me. And I think he had a moment of sobriety. So he picks me up and puts me in my car. I was driving my parents' car that night. It was an SUV. Puts me in the SUV in the middle seat. Him and his girlfriend proceed to get in the car, and they drive me to the Granada Hills Hospital, which was literally about to be closed. It was like 10 more days or something like that. This whole thing was going to shut down, but it was still open, praise God. And if it wasn't open, I really think I wouldn't have made it because I was hemorrhaging blood. And so on the way to the hospital, with this guy who had just stabbed me driving and his girlfriend screaming in the front seat, and all of a sudden, I go into the presence of God. I died. I went into the presence of God. It was a white presence. I can't really explain it as anything other than that. It was a white presence. I had already accepted Jesus two years earlier. But for some reason, this was, this was God's plan for my life. And so I went in the presence of God. He said, you want to live? Do you want to die? I said, I want to live. He said, well, if you live, then you got to be sold out for me. you got to tell people that I am real. 
I said, well, yes, Lord, I will do that. He says, okay, there it is. Boom. I wake up in the hospital. After I made that decision to say, yes, Lord, send me, I'll go, like Isaiah chapter 6, right? Send me, I'll go. I saw the Lord seated on the throne. The train of his robe filled the temple. That's where I was. I was literally in that place. And so all I could say was, send me, I'll go. Somebody needs to hear this today. I woke up. God is real. He sustained my life. Why did he do it? I believe he did it just for this reason, so that I can share with you that he's real. And I have to establish that on this program so that you understand that this is a sincere plea And I'm telling you, this is an experience that I had, and that's why I'm a pastor, and that's why I'm an evangelist. It's not because I I grew up saying, oh, I want to be a pastor. In fact, it was the last thing I probably ever would have done. People would, last thing people would ever thought I would have done. Todd Coconato, pastor, are you kidding me? They would have laughed. But God had different plans. And so here I am today. So what I'm going to say in the next few minutes, I think this is going to really set some people free. But listen, you can't listen to the words of people. You can't listen to the baggage, the nonsense that somebody in your life at some point might have said to you where they're going to say, you can't do this or you can't do that. I'm telling you, you are a child of the most high God. He says in his word, he made you fearfully and wonderfully. It is not a mistake that you're alive right now. You know, even though if you're depressed or whatever, you got to shake that off. It's a spiritual attack. With that depression, let me tell you, that's a demon. It's a demonic spirit that's trying to hold you down from your calling, that's trying to stop you from doing what you're called to do. Everybody who's a Christian, and if you're not a Christian, I'm going to give you an opportunity in the next segment to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But listen to this, okay? If you're a Christian, you're a follower of Christ. If you're a follower of Christ, that means that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. If you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, that means that when you walk into the room, you change the atmosphere. Let's go back to that Greek word, ekbalo, to go out, to cast out, to drive out. That's what you're capable of doing. So when these people are attacking you, think of the movie The Matrix. Have you ever seen The Matrix? If you haven't seen it, you should see it. But there's a lot of good analogies in that movie, and here's the thing. In the Matrix movie, okay, there were these things called agents. And what the agents, at any time, anybody in the Matrix all of a sudden could turn into an agent. And what I believe is that if somebody is not in Christ and filled with the Holy Spirit, then they can be an agent of the enemy. And so some of these people that you're beefing with, some of these people that are attacking you, that are backstabbing you, that are uh, maligning you, that are accusing you, they are agents of the enemy because if they're not given to the Holy Spirit, then they can be used in that way to attack the saints of God. That is you. Now you say, well, some Christians have attacked me. Well, okay, I understand that. That's happened to me too. And here's the deal with that. They can be in their flesh or, or they can maybe not be a Christian. But if somebody is a true Christian, then they should be somebody who walks in holiness and purity and righteousness, who exudes the fruit of the Holy Spirit, who is kind and gentle and loving. And I'm not saying that people that are angry can't be Christian, but I'm saying we've got to work on those things because the Bible says we got to die to our flesh daily. And it also says you know them by their fruit. And it also says straight is the way, narrow is the gate that leads unto salvation. It also says to the church of Laodicea, which is the lukewarm church, he'll spit you out. We don't want to be the lukewarm church, my friends. That's why we're in this time. God is refining his church. He's so loving. He's so patient. He's so kind. He knew that we could not go on apathetic, complacent, this whole megachurch culture. I'm not saying every megachurch is bad. I have some friends that have amazing megachurches, but I'm saying the whole seeker-friendlyism, the whole nonsense that I was talking about earlier with the skinny jeans and lattes and all the nonsense, the smoke machines, that's not Christ. Christ is love, but it's also perfect love cast out fear. Yes, but what I'm also saying is that perfect love confronts. 
God's love is agape. It confronts sin in a loving manner. It speaks the truth because it cares to set you up for success. And when somebody has spoke words of death over you, because the Bible says life and death are in the power of tongue, we have to cast down those words. We've got to cast down those words. Don't let them take root in your mind. Don't let them define who you are. There's an old song, whose report will you believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. What did God say about your life? What did God say about your calling? Did God give you a dream? Did God give you a vision? Then God's going to give you the provision. Listen, we're in a season of separation and preparation before we go into the destination. I believe God is on the move right now. He's not done. He is looking for willing vessels. He wants to do, listen, when God moves, they're not going to be able to say, oh, a politician did it, or oh, this person did it, or that's why it happened. They're going to, people are going to say, This must be the hand of the Almighty God. I believe Satan has overplayed his hand. I believe that they're trying to fake right now the, the, you know, make this whole thing look like we're in the tribulation, but the end is not yet. God said that to me. The end is not yet. And so I want to encourage you today. Listen, it is not a mistake you're tuned in this broadcast right now. I'm telling you, God is, is calling you by name. And he wants to do something new and something fresh in your life, my friend. And, and we've got it. We can't grow weary and we can't give up. And we can't let depression and oppression, all these things. I'm telling you, we got to understand who we are in our identity in Jesus Christ. He is the author and the finisher of our story. He is the one that created us. He is the one that is with us even till the end of the age. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Get ready. Get ready for what God is about to do. In the last segment, we're going to go over what God is going to do. And I'm going to give you a word for this week. And I believe it's going to be something that's going to really help you out. And so this is the Todd Coconado Show, and I am so thankful that you're here, and we'll be right back on The Real Talk Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pastor Todd. I want to welcome you back to Real Talk Radio. I'm excited that you're here on this Sunday. I think we're having some breakthroughs today. And what we're going to do in this segment is we're going to pray for that exact thing. We're going to pray for breakthrough because we believe the Lord is in the miracle working business. He's never out of, um, you know, miracles. He's never out. And some of you guys are lacking financially too. And, and we're going to pray for breakthrough in that area too. You know, look, they're talking about inflation. A lot of people have some real worries and concerns. I mean, they've having shortages with the formula for babies in Biden's America, the, the economy is tanking. Uh, we're seeing a lot of things that in our flesh, in the natural, we can get really concerned about. And most of these things, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, most pastors aren't talking about. Let's just be real. Uh, a lot of people just keep it like it's 1999. There's no urgency. There's no concerns. I actually met with a pastor not that long ago, and he told me he has a heart for Biden. I have a heart for Biden. I said, well, do you, are you concerned about his dealings with China? Are you concerned about the laptop of his son? Are you concerned about uh, any of the corruption that's been going on, the pre pro that he accused Trump of, that he actually did? Are you concerned about any of that stuff? And the guy said, well, you know, I, I just stay out of politics. Yeah, exactly, man. That's why we're in the problem that we're in. Now it's an urgent 911. And so I'm so thankful to those pastors and preachers and people of God that are willing to stand, willing to be bold, willing to talk about these things, because if we don't even acknowledge that we have a problem, how are we going to fix it? But that's why there's this group. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here, is that God has awakened us. We're, we're awakened. We're not woke. We're awake. And, and so there, there's a lot that's going to happen in this period of time. And so th- I believe that if you're tracking with what we're talking about today, if, if this stuff makes sense to you, if you're like, thank God, 
you know, you don't even need to like me or know my name. I don't really care. Honestly, I mean, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. But like, this is not about me. I'm not trying to build a kingdom. I'm not trying to build a mega church. I don't care about that stuff. Listen, I'm the guy that got stabbed nine times, one in the heart, went to the presence of God. And that's why I'm doing this. To be, I'm, I'm just going to be real with you. And I have a daughter and I love our country. And I'm trying to do my part and walk out my calling. And that's it. It's not about me. It's not about my name. You know, other people get really mad when I say that. They say, well, how can you say nameless, faceless? I'm not saying that I don't have a name. Obviously, my name is Todd Coconado. Obviously, I have a name. Okay, we have a ministry name. It's called Todd Coconado Ministries. We have a show. It's called The Remnant. Listen, none of those things. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is it's not about me. I'm not here to get likes and follows. My goodness. These people that are taking the selfies, likes and follows, and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with taking a picture. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when you make it all about that, though, and that becomes the idol, and you're forgetting the urgency of the situation that we're in, where our country is literally about to be taken over by communists, we got to start sounding the alarm. We got to stand up. And so the, the, the whole, the spotlight is on the church. And if this whole thing is resonating with you, I believe God's put it in your heart. I believe it's, like I said earlier, there's no mistake that you're tuning in. So what are we going to do? There's so many different things that we're going to do. And so in this last segment here of the show today, I want to talk about some of the things that we can do to be activated because I believe this is an activation. I believe that God is activating us in this time. And so we can't just be people that are sitting on the couch. We can't just be spectators. This is not a spectator situation. This is a time for us to do something. So what are we going to do? Well, first of all, we have the tools in our toolbox from a spiritual standpoint to do a lot. Like I had mentioned earlier, we can pull down the strongholds. We can pray. We can fast. We can repent. Repentance is key. The Bible says, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. We've got to repent, America, church, all of us. I'm not here to be Mr. Christian Basher, okay? Like, bas- you know, bashing Christians, in other words. I'm not here to bash. I'm not here to bash, okay? I know there's a lot of people, heresy hunters, people like that, that are out there looking for every little thing that every pastor is doing. Listen, I've been a pastor for many years. I know it's not easy. It can be stressful. It's there's there's you know if you're really shepherding the flock, if you really care about the people, it is not an easy job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you're really doing it, but the thing is, is that there has to be an urgency. We have to look at and, and this is for all believers in Jesus Christ and for all people that love this country. Why are we throwing darts at each other? Why are we sitting here infighting? While meanwhile, the Babylonian system, the the demonic, the the deep state, all these guys continue on with their agenda. And now we're at this pivotal crossroads. So like I said earlier, their biggest fear is if we realize who we are and we understand our identity, not only in Jesus Christ, but just the sheer fact of how many of us there are. And again, I'm not advocating, I never advocate violence, but I think that we've got to do something. We can be poll workers. We can get involved at the local level. We can go to the school board meeting, the city council meeting. We can run for office. We can, we can do so many different things. God has given, so I know people that have businesses that are holding Bible studies at their businesses. I know people, um, you know, mama bears that have got together and they're starting groups of, of moms and doing homeschooling together. And I mean, there's just so much. See, the word is come out from among them. Be ye holy for I'm holy. Come out from among them. We cannot, we've got to come out of their, their whole system. The schools, you know, I'm not saying you can't put your kid in a public school, but what I'm saying is, you know, the colleges are literally indoctrination camps, okay? So we've got to we've got to really pray about where our kids are going to school. We've got to really pray about is this the right school for them? We've got to help lead them as a parent and 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 educate them and share with them the truth from an early age because you know we gotta get involved. We've got to know what the curriculum is teaching. Is it teaching CRT? You know, is it teaching all this woke stuff and this nonsense and you know, sexualization of our young people, perversion? And and so as a parent, we've got to defend our children. 
And we've got to push back against these, you know, this curriculum and the school boards. We've got to show them, look, I know the FBI tried to label parents as like terrorists or something. You better believe I'm willing to die on that hill as far as my children, okay? I, I am not going to let somebody sit here and take over my child's life and, and teach them a bunch of nonsense and lies from the pit of hell and demonic stuff. I'm sorry, I'm just not going to do it. And so, you know, that, but again, we're not violent. We're not a violent people. I'm not advocating any type of violence. I'm just saying we've got to get active. In fact, the Bible even says faith without works is dead. So that was the problem. We let other people fight our battles for so long. And now is the time to stand. It's a critical juncture. And so, so I believe everybody's got the call to go out and get people saved. That's the Great Commission. God said all, all of us to do that. Go and make disciples. But each of us have a unique calling. That's a very special thing. I can't do your calling. I can't walk in your shoes. Listen, the most successful person out there cannot walk in your shoes. You were made uniquely to be you. Your circumstances, your, your life experiences, the things that you've been through, that's your lion and bear like David. You know, King David had to fight his lion and bear before he fought Goliath. He was ready and equipped. And so I believe God has equipped you to be able to go out there and do whatever it is that God's called you to do. Now, you hear me? But the people that say the, the negative words and the naysayers and the people that don't get it and, the, and the, the things that we talked about in the last segment, that's meant to hold you back from doing what you're called to do and doubt and fear, okay? And all those things that are in our world right now, the propaganda, the lies, the prophet of Baal, you know, like I said, the mainstream media, the modern-day prophets of Baal, okay? Read about this stuff. If you don't know anything about it, read about it. Read about the Bible stories about this. I'm telling you, this whole thing is in there. It, the Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth. I'm telling you guys, everything that we need to be equipped as a, as a Christian is in the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, do you ever just think of how good God is? Do you ever think of how holy he is, how worthy he is of our praise, how worthy he is of all glory and all honor in our life? I mean, he's the God of heaven and earth. Listen, he is the one who sits on the throne, the one who was and is and is to come. I mean, this is the king of kings and the Lord of lords we're talking about here. And yet sometimes we act like we're on the losing team. We're not on the losing team. We're on the winning team. But we've got to act like winners. And that's been the problem is, is that much of the church has just been acting like losers. You know, miracles don't happen today. Where does it say that in the Bible? If anything, it says we're going to be able to do what Jesus did and even greater things. How are they going to say that miracles don't happen today? But yet some people, the other, the other part of it is that people don't seek the Lord. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to say, I'm, look, I'm here to be authentic. I'm here to be real, okay? And I've had these same issues myself, so I'm no, no better than y'all, okay? What I'm saying, though, is that we've got to seek the Lord. That's why in this last season, as I've been going through a lot of warfare, because I've been speaking out, you know, I had to learn how to be like a prayer warrior. I mean, honestly, that's not my nature. My nature isn't to sit in a room and be on my knees and on my face praying. I'm just going to be real with you. Like, I have attention span disorder. You know, I'm not proclaiming that over my life. But what I'm saying is I don't, you know, I don't have a long attention span, in other words. Okay? And so the thing is, but, but you know what? God has trained me because I, I can overcome that because I have control, self-control. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And so self-control, we've got to get more self-control. We've got to train ourselves. Like, this is what we need to do to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is where, this is how we're going to win this thing. And so every week, we're going to have this show. And, and on this amazing network, Real Talk Radio, and we're going to break down ways that we can be equipped and we can be set up for success. And I hope some of the things that I said today, I'm just trying to kind of lay a groundwork here, but I hope some of the things that I said helped you today because I want to pray for you. So Lord, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for each and every person that's listening to the broadcast right now. And I just want to pray for their life, for their situation, Lord God. I want to pray that, Lord God, that today is a day of breakthrough, that today they are set up for success. 
And if anybody's on here and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, listen, I want you to do this. Write, write this down. Email me, todd.coconato, todd.coconato at rlcus.org. Or you can go to pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org, and, and send me a message and let me know that you want to accept Jesus or that you just did accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you've done that today, you say, that's me. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If, you, if you're doing that right now, let's pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for each and every person that's listening. And I pray that if somebody right now is lifting their hand and saying that today is the day I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, Lord God, you'd, you'd, you'd come in their heart and Lord God, you'd fill them with your Holy Spirit. And I just thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so blessed for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Join us back next week. Real Talk Radio, Pastor Todd Coconato. Send me a message, pastortodd.org, if you want to talk. God bless you, and thank you to the Ellis's and this amazing radio network. We'll be back. This is the Pastor Todd Coconato Show. God bless you.